Welcome to the Enlightened Practice Podcast, brought to you by the Luminello Electronic Medical Record folks. Here are your hosts, Dr. Ken Braslow and Dr. Carrie Kagan. Hi, Carrie. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Ken. Thanks for having me. So today we're going to be talking about vacation and holidays. Maybe yes. it's not a coincidence that this came to my mind today, given that we are approaching the trifecta of Halloween, Thanksgiving, yeah. and the end of the year holidays. Mm-hmm. But yeah. even if it's uh, not a coincidence, uh, I think it'd be mm-hmm. a good conversation for us to have about thinking through how much vacation time and holiday time therapists and clinicians and should take and do take. Uh, It's not a topic that I talk a lot about with colleagues. Yeah. I feel like there's a little bit of a, uh, you're supposed to just work all the time ethic. Right. In our field, even though we are all for mental health for our patients and clients, but we're also human too. And uh, we think through taking care of ourselves could be really useful in therapy or even if you're just doing med management and talking with patients about how they're finding balance in their lives for their overall physical or mental health. So I think it starts with us. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to hear from you. How much time do you typically take off? And and then we can start to think about how do you think through which time you're going to take off? Yeah, I think it's such a great topic, especially for therapists in private practice, because you really do um, create your own schedule. And um, there's, you know, you can work 365 days a year if if you want. So it is important to figure out for yourself um, how much time do you want to take and when do you take it. And for me personally, it does fluctuate from year to year, just depending on what I have um, going on that year. Um, but I will say for the most part, um, I, the, the, the most, uh, predictable time that I take off is a week for Thanksgiving and then another week, sometimes two weeks around the end of the year. So like, like mid to the end of December. Um, so that's a solid two to three weeks that I for sure take every single year. Um, and the reason for that, the way I kind of um, have uh, built that into my schedule is because that's a time for me to visit my family and that's really important to me. Um, and it's also a time that actually a lot of the clients that I see are also doing the same thing. So it actually aligns really well for everyone. Um, and I learned that when I, the first year I was in private practice and I was around the week of Thanksgiving for clients if they needed it. And I was around the week of the other holidays as well. And I find myself feeling bored and I had a much slower schedule. So I learned that I was just going to protect those few weeks. Um, and then I take some other time off too, but I'll just pause there and I wanted to hear, you know, how, if you have any regular vacation time scheduled every year or how you navigate it. Yeah, actually very similar. And I also at the beginning of my career too, I remember having a lot of broken schedules around the holidays. It seemed that every other 
patient would cancel. And so I would be left um, not quite twiddling my thumbs, but um, it was hard to get much other stuff done. Mm -hmm. And that was in the days before uh, people worked from home. And um, so I, early in my career, when my kids were young, I felt that it was especially important to get some time off. But it also felt to me with young kids that that was not the most restful time off. Mm -hmm. And so I tried to do it in shorter blocks and take a little bit more frequently. I think when you're starting out your career, it's also more important to think about the effect of of income and how if you start out your career thinking that every day you take off or every week you take off is lost income, uh, that that's a really tough burden to overcome. Mm. And that, so even before we get into the logistics of it, I I just wanted to call out the psychology of it, that Mm. you have to think of it as time gained instead of revenue lost. Otherwise, like you said, you'll always be second guessing if you should take a certain amount of time off and it's just not fair to yourself. Yeah. You would never do that if you were an employee, right? Mm-hmm. Then, of course, you want as much time off as you can negotiate. So when you're in private practice, is it reasonable to treat yourself differently? I don't think right. it is. But I, I understand that tendency when you first start out to want to maximize every hour that you could be seeing a client or a patient. Yes, absolutely. So, so I'm curious, did you, with the other days you take off throughout the year, do you align those with kind of the standard calendar with federal holidays or what's your general mm-hmm. approach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's shifted for me. Um, right now, my approach is that it's mostly aligned with my kids' school <laughs> schedule. So, um, Usually that does involve the federal holidays. There's not school those days, for example, like Labor Day. Um, And so I do tend to take those days off mostly for childcare purposes. However, I will say that before having children, I was a bit more flexible. Like if I could fill um, my schedule that day, as in my other, as in my clients weren't taking that as vacation time. Um, then I probably would if I didn't feel, if I felt up for it and I didn't feel like I needed the day off, but there were other years where I actually felt like I can feel just from a burnout perspective that I, uh, wanted to have those kinds of breaks built into my schedule. And I, and I did follow the calendar a little bit more traditionally in that sense. Um, so I've really changed my approach from year to year, depending on my needs and what's going on. But most recently, um, yeah, I follow the school calendar. So when my kids have days off, um, I usually will take those days off as well. Um, and I think the other thing I was going to say about that is, um, well, I guess I want to hear about if you, first, if you, if you're aligned with like the standard calendar, 100% aligned with the kids school calendar. Yeah. Although when I started out before having kids, there was a certain joy that I took out of 
of working on federal holidays because some of them patients didn't cancel and it felt really good it's like extra income in a way that i thought of it when i was thinking from a a dollar's perspective and then also psychologically it was thinking oh like this is me uh asserting my independence from authority Mm -hmm. and working on a holiday and then taking off other like random days where it felt more selfish to do it. For example, uh, if it was a particularly good time of the year to travel to a different country and there weren't going to be hordes of tourists there and there's a really good airfare, um, for that's for reasons that uh were more compelling at that time however now we are part of the masses uh who uh the first day of winter break we're on break um, yeah the first day of um, spring break it's the same and yeah. i imagine that once kids are out of the house and on their own schedule then i'll revert back <laughs> to the way it used to be at yes. least to some degree yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think another um, thing to consider for people who are getting started in private practice and trying to figure out um, when to take time off and how to plan for that, it, I mean, it, it comes back to the finances of it, but it's just to kind of think about what is your target or general like ideal income for a given year? And there are, is actually a way that you can figure, you know, like you were saying, it, you'll kind of drive yourself crazy if it's just make as much as possible, work as much as possible. Um, Cause you know, we're only human and we need breaks too. But so I think if you have a general idea of some of your financial goals for whatever reason, um, then you can kind of just work your way backwards from there and you'll probably see that there's plenty of built-in time for breaks and time off um, that um, would be really, uh, it can be relieving to just know like this is part of the plan as opposed to, um, yeah, like lost income or something like that. And I think it is important to build in vacation time, time off into the plan for a sustainable career without burnout. Sure. And also if uh, snow days or you're sick or there's a family emergency and having that buffer is a nice, knowing that you have it built in in the first place, just takes so much of the stress off. One of the ways that I approach it, I'm I'm curious how how you did it is um, I thought about, well, what is my monthly typical uh, income? And then I just multiply that by 11 instead of 12 Mm -hmm. to think about my annual income, thinking Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's about a month off per year gives me a good smattering of sick days, Mm -hmm. family emergency days, mental health days, vacation days, whatever you want to call them. Um, and, um, but yeah, I'm curious how you, how you approached it. Um, yeah, I, that is a good idea. <laughs> I did it more, a little bit more complicated. I did after like my first few years in private practice, then I got a sense of like, all right, what's the average amount that I'm making in a given month or in a given year. And then from there, that gave me a sense of like, 
what I can expect to be earning or what I would like to be earning. And then from there worked on like, okay, how do I, how many hours do I literally need to work each week um, to hit that mark? But it took me a few years to figure that out because I needed a few years of data till I was like pretty regular in terms of um, seeing clients all the days that I'm working and having a full schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Did, so yeah. you took less vacation when you first started because you weren't sure? Yes, for sure. For sure. When I first started, I had more of the mindset that is not the healthy one that you were talking about, which was more like <laughs> I should be working as much as possible. And I, and I learned that that is not true and it's just not sustainable. Um, but yes, I, and then I transitioned into really protecting, um, vacation days, like, and sick days and all that kind of stuff, because I realized that like, that's actually pretty, uh, that will help me to actually earn more in the long run because I'm taking care of myself. And mm-hmm. it's yeah. a long-term investment. Yeah, exactly. Right. exactly. Okay. So I'm curious, um, how do you think about taking like a random day off here and there, like a birthday yeah. or mm-hmm. some other kind of day? What's your approach to that? Yeah, and this has also changed for me over the years and, and is still evolving as we speak. Um, I used to have a, actually a lot of guilt about it, like that I can never just take a day off for not a really, really good reason. Like I'm sick or what I deemed a good reason, right. like I'm sick yeah. or I have an appointment that absolutely can't be scheduled any other day or whatever it is. And just recently I learned about how empowering it can feel and how rewarding it can feel to simply just decide to take a day off because it's important to me. Like I don't need a a good reason or what I considered a good reason necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has been really um, rewarding. And I, I, you know, from a responsibility perspective, of course, I think you can take advantage of that quickly and it can have professional consequences, like if you become unreliable or for some reason. But I think every once in a while, if that's advice that I would give to my own client, then that's something I'm trying to take for myself. And so now I do um, every now and again, take a day off for a mental health day, essentially, Um or something that is maybe what I used to think was not a good enough reason, like a birthday or something. Now I will actually take those days off. And I find that when I talk to clients about it, they're excited for me. (laughs) Not that I tell them everything I'm doing, but they're like, oh, great. I'm glad to hear you're taking time off. Um, So my worries about how it will come off and being unprofessional or anything like that have not come true. (laughs) Mm-hmm. What about you? A refreshing. Yes. Yeah, that is a model uh, to follow. Yeah. I don't take as many random days off. Uh, but I also am not practicing full time because of uh, Luminello. And so I also don't feel as much of a need to break the mold because mm-hmm. I have a really nice variety in my day-to-day schedule that said that's probably just a bad excuse for not taking Mm -hmm. a a day off and Mm -hmm. yeah it always seems like it's never a good time and it often seems like you get punished for taking a day off not on that day 
It typically feels good. But when you come back the next day and there's 600 messages waiting for you. <laughs> and so trying to find times that you maybe more predict predictably or lower resource yeah. intensive uh, could could be useful. Um, I think this also ties in with a, a conversation that we could have at another time. Maybe we'll add it to our list on um, when you what you do with your practice during certain seasonal changes, mm -hmm. like our, during the summers, for example, there's often a lull. And so that would be a time that I am more likely to take a, a day off and take my yeah. kids to a baseball game, uh, for example. Yes. Um, yes. Hopefully their teachers Absolutely. aren't listening to this podcast right now. But that, <laughs> that did happen uh, earlier this year, oh, um, yeah. this school year. So, yeah. so, but that's nice to hear that your, your patients were supportive. And really, why shouldn't they be? They want you to be at the top of your game. They don't want you to be burnt out. Right. right? And, yeah. you know, maybe there's some concern about if you're working with really low functioning patients or mm -hmm. clients that can they tolerate your absence, especially if it's more than one session. I think the old rule of yeah. thumb was for each week you're going to be out or each session you're going to miss, you give that many weeks heads up notice. So you're going to take off two yeah. weeks. You let them know two weeks before the first session is going to be missed so that way you have time to yeah. process it in session if they want right yeah i'm curious how, how do you yeah. handle that um yeah i i like to give at the minimum a week's notice and sometimes i'll give you know a month's notice and then keep reminding people as we get closer to the time um and also you know some depending on the client and depending on the reason that i'm taking time off I will potentially offer a session at a later point in the week or offer some kind of alternative. Like sometimes it, the alternative could even be communicating about a homework assignment, like a therapy homework assignment or something like that. Um, but it really depends. So it depends like, you know, if I have a high need client, then there's a good chance I'm going to make try to make up the session at some point in the week. If it's the reason for the, the time off is mental health for me, then I probably won't do that. Um, and, and of course, yeah, if I have a high need client, either I, I'll make an exception or I will offer them some other resource, like um, meeting with a different therapist if there's an emergency or something like that. Um, but it really depends what I, you know, like how I approach it, just depending on the reason that I'm I'm leaving and also the, the need of the client. And based on those two things, I make decisions. Um, I'm curious when you decide to take time off, whether it's a one-off day or a vacation, do you try to make up those sessions or do you just cancel? Well, early in my career, I did mm. uh, because I wasn't following my own rules about uh, income and being able to just be at peace with the fact that even though I had this nifty formula of take your monthly income and multiply by 11 instead of 12, when those months came around where there was a week or two off and I ran the numbers, I saw, oh, whew, that's mm -hmm. terrible, right? Mm -hmm. Well, of course it's terrible because you didn't work, but that's mm -hmm. the point is that you're supposed to enjoy that time off and not double back and go make it up 
some other time. Because then it's not really time off. You just traded one set of time for another set of time. So, I, yes, the numbers looked better when I did that early on. But it's, I, I don't know how over a long career of the kind of work we do, you wouldn't get burnt out if you didn't take breaks. And yes, it means less revenue. And, but even, you know, I'm just thinking now how I'm saying less revenue. It's kind of the implication that, well, you're supposed to make a certain amount and any time away means you're not meeting what you could be meeting. As opposed to right. who else in the world works like that? Nobody. They, right. they talk about the U.S. as a no vacation nation. And so our standards here are so different in much of the world. Vacation is one of the best parts of the job. It's not, it's not a bug. It's a feature. And right. they have a, a much different uh, connection to it in terms of their identity. And that yeah. they don't look at it as a, you're trading one for the other. You just, of course, it's built in. Yeah. How could you even think about working without taking vacations? That's not even a thought to them. So, right. so yeah. now I don't make up the time. If it's a patient who I'm concerned about is, could be especially vulnerable, definitely we'll process it with them beforehand and think about what skills or strategies they can use. Mm -hmm. We try and do some visualization or make predictions about what might come up. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, offer um, coverage, but they never call mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the coverage because it's about the relationship with right. the therapist when, in, the, in the case of, of um, therapy. And so it makes sense to me why they don't call. But, yeah. you know, I, in the kind of therapy I do, I want them to see that I'm a real person and mm -hmm. that I have my vulnerabilities and my limitations and my needs. And I try and model that for them just a smidge, at least, so that they yeah. can see that um, a, a life well lived takes all of these uh, factors into account. Yeah. And uh, you don't yeah. have to live some kind of idealized version of a life. Yeah. Yeah. And I, this, you know, just to offer pers like the, there's some benefits to time off, whether planned or unexpected clinically, I think, like, I think a lot of times we both myself and a client can start to feel like, you know, in a, in a mostly good way that like there, like therapy is really necessary and, um, it, but it can start to slide into like, if we skip a week, then I won't be able to handle it. Or I could start to worry, is my client going to be okay if I'm not there every single week? And it every single time I've ever been worried, is this okay? Is my client going to be okay without me? Whatever it is. It's been so important for both me and the, the client to, to see like they end up using their skills without me present. And I feel like most of the time or all every single time it's been a um, really important clinical experience for them and an important learning lesson for me that like, you know, I'm not that important that my clients are going to be okay <laughs> without me. Um, 
And that's been so helpful for me to learn. Oh, apparently I need to learn this a lot because every time I'm going to take time off, I get a little bit nervous. Like, is everything going to be okay without me? And every single time it's, I can't learn it enough how important it is for everyone for me to, to leave the situation every once in a while. That's a really good point. And it feels really yeah. good to come back and hear how patients, clients yeah. use the time and that they can take in, internalize what we're doing in the work and actually go live it uh, over a more extended basis. And I would say maybe once or twice, I've actually had a patient say to me, that was great. Why don't you do that more often? Or actually, why don't we cut back on our work? Because now I realize I don't need to see you quite as much as I thought I did, yeah. uh, which leads to a whole other kind of conversation. Yeah. So there's a lot of good that can come out of it clinically for the patient or the client, as well as for us. Yeah. So I would keep that in mind that everybody gets uh, something out of it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, I think we covered this one. Uh, yeah. Well, any other thoughts? Um, no, I would just encourage people to, to talk to their colleagues and get a sense of how, you know, how different people plan for vacation. Cause there really are so many different ways to do it and, um, it's going to look different for each person. So I think if you're just starting out or you've been struggling to take a vacation, the more people you talk to about it, the better just to really get an idea of how to, you know, what, what options are out there and how to make it work for you. Sounds great. Yeah. All right, Carrie. Thanks. This was uh, very relaxing talking about this. I feel like I need to go take a day off now. <laughs> Please look at my schedule. All right. We'll talk to you okay. soon. Take care. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye. If you like today's podcast and want to hear more, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you have a question you'd like to be discussed on a future podcast, send it to enlightenedpractice at luminello.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.